You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. Uh, John, we're loving spring training. We're still down here. I guess this is our last podcast of the spring until uh, the team comes back home north. Well, in our last podcast with Jim Salisbury, it was I had gotten down on Friday night, and uh, it was Saturday when we did it with Jim, right? So spring training, that was the first game of spring training down here. Now we've been here for, what, 10, 10 or so days, and we got to watch some of these young guys and it's been fun camp. I mean, it's we, we signed, obviously, Castellanos. We weren't even allowed to talk about Schwarber or Castellanos, so we had to say reported. <laughs> so now we can say it's official. And tell you what, they both were recording this on Monday uh, during the game, and already Schwarber and Castellanos hit the home run. And, you know, we're, it's just it's been a fun spring. A lot of the young guys, Mickey Moniak, you know, three games in a row for him uh, with home runs, uh, some of these young kids. So it's, uh, it's really fun. But what's really fun, Tom, is that we got to spend time with Chad Durbin, right, last yep, week. That's right. And now we get to spend time with our old buddy, Michael Bourne. Yeah, on the broadcast crew. Welcome back, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back, fellas. It's a wonderful time. This is where everything started for me as far as pro baseball. And I couldn't have been joined into a better organization. Nice, I would nice. Say that. Love to hear it. Now, when when you were drafted, this ballpark was just being built. So, uh, but then you did get a little taste of uh, this ballpark when you were uh, with the Phillies. And yes, right? yeah, well, I did not as a player uh, coming through the minor leagues though. Only okay. in spring training, I skipped high A, so okay. I was able to go straight to Double A. That's never a bad thing. So I was happy about that. Uh, but this organization was always. Fun. Back then, it was Arbuckle, Norwita, Dancy, you know, all the, all the old all the old heads that, that was out there. But hey, I'm telling you, when I'm talking, when you talking baseball, I couldn't have picked a better organization. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people, uh, because you came up in this organization and you played for, you know, at least five or six organizations, right? Yeah. And nothing to take away from the other organizations. But I know talking to a lot of guys when they get traded away, and if you know if they were drafted by the Phillies and, and developed by the Phillies, and they get traded away. They don't know. They didn't realize how much what they had here, and they'll come back and they'll come back and say, "You know what? I didn't know how good I had it." One hundred percent. Like uh, one thing I noticed about the Phillies that I that I will say it was very family oriented. Uh, my mo- my mother and father just had this conversation with with me the other day, and my mother, I go on air and said that she said that's the one thing she remembered. You know, she remembered how they accommodated her when I won the player of the year in the minor leagues and uh, they brought her down and she was just, she was just overwhelmed and she just loved the joy. And we just talked about this in her kitchen like a week ago. <laughs> and uh, I said, mama, cause I told her the first, I was like, man, they were very family oriented. I don't know if y'all remember they had a ball before at the end of spring training back then. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, like, the owner's party, they call yes, it. Yes. The owner's party. And to me, that was a big deal. You know, like for a young player coming up and you going, you going in there and you see everybody that, you looking up to and you kind of in spring training with and you seeing this and I, I never seen that again. Mm. <laughs> like you said, I we didn't do that in any other in any other organization. And I love Houston. I'm biased with Houston because that's my hometown, of yeah. course. But 
when it comes to that kind of stuff, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's a family-run organization. You know, the, the Bucks and the Middletons, the owners. But even going back, you know, Bill Giles' family and then Dave Montgomery, it really is a uh, – you're, you're buying into a family. You're, you're not you're not part of a corporate, you know, entity, no, no. So, which is great about this organization. Yeah, and you mentioned Houston, uh, Michael. It, it totally, I totally remember now when we made the trade, you yeah, know, and yeah, uh, yeah. it was 2007, and, uh, you know, we were getting Brad Lidge, but we were, we were given – you know, I hate to say given up on Michael, but it was like, oh, you know, uh, like you were, a, you know, one of those building block guys. Yes, but, you know, the Phillies, of course, they, they were they were ready to win. They were ready to win. Yeah. Exactly right. So yeah. for me, in that in that situation, I, I was a young player at that time. Mm-hmm. But to be a young player, I understood what was going on. Like at that time, they needed a closer. Brad Myers was the closer the year before, which he really was a starter, but they use him in the closer's role. Yep. And they have a closer. Brad Lidge had been a solid closer year in and year out. And I have to say, the trade worked. He didn't blow one save the next year. <laughs> yeah. He I didn't blow on, <laughs> one save. Not one save. Yeah. And I went on to have a, a good career in Houston. Yeah. That first year was tough for me, but other than that, it was fun. But I understood, you know, you got to think about it. At that time, you had Jimmy Rollins leading off, Shane hitting second, Chase hitting third, Howard hitting fourth, Pat hitting fifth. I'm a left-handed hitter. Shane and Shane and Jim, Jimmy are top of the guys hitter, but they were switch hitters. So that can make it a four four lefties in a row or two righties and two lefties in a row. So you got to think about that kind. I'm a straight lefty hitter, so it would have been for me. It would have been a different fit, and I understood that. You know, I would have loved to stay here though, because I love the way it was done. I knew they were ready to win, but hey. You know, you mm. got to do what you got to do. It's a business that sometimes, and that was part of the business. Yeah, and you were going back home, though, too, which oh, must have been really it. cool for you. Was oh, that, it was. Was that, uh, I mean, were you tickets for everybody at the games, or was there a little <laughs> extra pressure on you? I mean, you know. You said something that yeah. was very important. It was a little extra pressure when I first got there. I put it on myself because I wanted to perform so well. And uh, I still remember when I got the call. I was at a friend house playing NBA Live on on, on, on the PlayStation, <laughs> and, you know, I seen a, a Pennsylvania number call, and I'm like, what? What was? Who I know in Pennsylvania that's calling me. So I didn't even answer the phone at first. They called me back like two minutes later, mm. and it was Ruben Amora Jr. And I was like, "Whoa!" Uh, I was like, "What's going on, Ruben? I'm, 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 why is he calling me? You know?" He said, "Well, I just want you to know we just traded for you. Uh, you're going home to Houston, and we traded for you for Brad Lidge." Mm. I mean, I was in total shock. Right. I was not expecting it. I walk in my friends because I go outside to talk, and I go back in. They can look and look at my face like, "Man, what happened to you?" Like, I'm coming home to play in Houston. They was like, what? They started jumping around the apartment. <laughs> right. That's wild. Yeah, it was wild. Then I called my mother and father, and they were ecstatic. And it was just, it was a great time for me, you know. And yeah. it was it was one of those things where I knew my career was starting to take off a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, now, the um, the interesting thing, too, so let's go back. Can we go back to his childhood? Because sure. I want to delve into yeah, yeah. his playing, too. So, um, but going back to your childhood, you grew up in Houston, as we mentioned. Uh, I didn't realize your Little League uh, teammate you know who his Little League teammate was? No. Carl Crawford. Is that right? He yes, got Carl sir. Crawford and that. Michael Bourne on the oh, same hey. Little League team. Yeah, that's How awesome. good of a Little League team was that? We won five state championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. So my dad has discovered Carl, and he played for the Salvation Army. So they weren't very good at the time. Uh it was a it was a black 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 team that didn't have a lot of organization. Like some people be wearing shorts, some people wearing pants. You know, mm-hmm. saying not the same jersey. But my daddy found him. He was going to look at another team that we had to play in district. So and they were playing against the Salvation Army. And my daddy came back home and he was like, Mike, I think I found us a new player. Oh. And that's how it was started. I was like, really? He was like, yeah. 
He played for the Salvation Army. I said, really? He's like, yeah. And next thing you know, he used to come over to the house all the time. We stayed, He stayed at our house a week at a time. We'd go drop him back off, go pick him up. But he was one of the most dedicated and superb athletes that mm. I knew coming up. He he, had a, he played all three. Well, I was gonna say, and you both played outfield in the in the majors. But what did you guys? Obviously, literally, you guys were probably the pitchers and shortstop, right? <laughs> yeah, I played short. He played first because he was left-handed. Okay, so, you know he couldn't play in the infield, the second, short, and third. But he he pitched too. I pitched too. And uh, we also, so when we went to state back then, you also got to pick up three players from another team. Jason Bourgeois, he also played on our team, hmm. a big leaguer as well. Now he's in the Dodgers, Dodgers organization being a coach and a rover. So at some times we had three big leaguers on our oh, team in Little League. Jeez, dominating. That's amazing. No wonder you. <laughs> well, and how, you know, I knew you got drafted by the Astros like right out of high school at 2000. And, and how hard was it to, to say no to that? So for me at that time, I just had this conversation actually. I, yeah. I felt like, I got drafted in the 19th round, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of money that was being offered to me. But if y'all remember back then in the draft, they had a draft and follow. So back then they had it where if you get drafted, if you go to junior college, they still own your rights. Mm-hmm. But if you go to if you go to a Division One college, the rights are get taken away from you. So what I did was I sat down with my parents, and my daddy made me make a grown man decision at 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't know wow. what to do. Yeah. But I decided to go to college because at that time, to be honest with you, I probably had played from ninth grade to 12th grade, I probably played more basketball than I did hmm. baseball. I was more on the basketball court. And so for me, going into pro ball is different, not just on the field. Uh, it's off the field too. You're 17. You're gonna be on your own. All that kind of stuff. Which I wasn't really worried about that part. I was more worried about like how would I develop. And I felt like college would be a better route for me. It worked out. I would have been with Houston coming up. I got to come over here to the Phillies, and I love it. John, if you got drafted, okay, you went to high school, and you got drafted yes. by the Phillies. Yes. Um, can I just say yes? <laughs> exactly. In, in, the 90, like, in the 98th round? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Insignificant? And, 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 Is that and, what they call it? a $500 bonus? Yes. <laughs> I'm in. $500. <laughs> just so I can tell people. All right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, That's it was, awesome. It was fun times, though. It was. It was. Yeah. I had a great time, but I felt like I made the right decision. Yep. I, I, but you went to Houston then for, well, you went to, to Galveston, right? Or is it? I, I got, I was going to Galveston, but I ended up going to University of Houston. Okay. So you never went to Galveston. Never went. And then you went three years and got drafted after your junior year. Yes, I did. Right. Yes. I got drafted my junior Do you know the name Charlie Carbell? Cause he was a coach at Galveston, but he was also in the Marlins organization. Hmm. So I got to see him again later on, but yes, I ended up going to college. Played three years there, drafted in the fourth round. Fourth round, yeah. Then came here to the Phillies. And did you know anything about Philadelphia when you got drafted? Zero. Had you never <laughs> been to the city? Nope, nope, didn't know anything. Did you have any? What was your I, preconception? I only knew one thing about Philadelphia. Cheese and sticks. that was Allen Iverson. I thought that's where I was growing up. Man, basketball. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. yeah, I loved that. So you're a little guard, kind oh, of a yeah. shorter guard. <laughs> Following him from Georgetown to Philly. I, hey, man, he was my man. Mm. Go, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the dude for me, man. Still to this day. I just. Did hey, you ever? meet AI when you I were playing? Never met you him. never I, did? I never met him. No, hmm. I didn't. Nope, not one time. Well, we're going to have to arrange that. I'm with it. I'm, I definitely want to meet Allen Iverson. I would, oh, that's, that's one of my favorite players, man. I mean, 
you know, as a kid growing up, everybody, you know, back then it was Jordan and Allen Iverson, but I still remember when Allen Iverson got him on the top of the key and uh, got the crossover going, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. and got him. You know, that was, hey, I loved it, man. That Yo, was, when he was, got when he got the guy, was it uh, Tyron Lue? Yeah, when he stepped oh, over. When he stepped over right in the crossover against Jordan early in his career, like his rookie yep, year, he did yeah, crossover, that, yep. you know. Yeah, they took that crossover away from. That's how I learned the crossover from him. Okay. Oh yeah, I learned that basketball was my thing. So I'll put it out there. If the Philly fans, if y'all can arrange that, I would love to meet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Alan. We will, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make it happen. Yeah, I, got, do I it. got some buddies over the Sixers organization. We'll Let's make that happen. Let's get it. Let's do it. Man. Uh, I am all the way with that. So, so then you, you go through our minor league system, and then what I think is really interesting is that um, – you get uh, United States was qualifying for the Olympics, right? So you take a break when you're still try, haven't made the the major league roster yet. You take a break to go play in a qualifying tournament. And Tom, what does he do now? Michael, we saw his career, right? Yeah, fast, great fielder, you know, hitter. You know, but he's not. He wasn't known for his power, right? Yeah. Known for it. What did he? It's two two home runs in the yeah. gold medal game. The gold medal I mean, game. How did you know that? And you tell us some stats that wait. people don't even know. And I was like that? that. I gotta give hey, it. Hey, and that was against Cuba too, right? There you go, Cuba. man. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. know about that. I like Cuba. that. Yeah. You put up some, you put up some great stats, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story about that, right? So we are in, I think Orlando, or we're in either Orlando or Miami. We training, right? And um. Uh, one of the coaches at the time with the Phillies, I can't remember his name. He was with me. And um, mm-hmm. we're trying, he, he comes to me. He's like, Mike, uh, be on alert. They might be calling you up. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. So then he comes He comes later on. We're in the, we in the hotel. He's like, get your stuff back. I think it's happening. I get a call to my room. Bam, I'm going to Chicago, right? Mm. So I get to Chicago. I'm going to Chicago. We get there. I get there around about 9 Nine. So I get I get all the way to the to the airport. I get to Wrigley. They got it blocked off because by the time I get there, the game is almost over with, pretty much. And then as I'm getting out the cab, the cab can't stop right in front of the on the street at Wrigley. I have to go all the way down and around. I'm carrying three bags. I got three big bags, uh, two yeah. two suitcase bags, and my Phillies bag on my back, trying to get through. Frank, wow. the traveling secretary, Frank 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 yeah. yeah, he sees me, Michael, Michael. So he gets me. He helps me get the bag. I mean, I am my my arms are tired. <laughs> right. I'm walking all the way through, through. You know, the crowd is let out right. now too. Yeah. I'm com- coming through the crowd, everything, and I get down there. He was like, yeah, uh, Charlie wants to see you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I go in the office. I say hello to a couple of players. Go to the office and he's like, hey, do you want to know the good news or the bad news? I'm like, the bad news. We just traded for somebody while you in there. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I said, what's the good news? Well, you get seven and seven. It's seven days of pay and seven days of being in the big league. So lo and behold, I got to go all the way back the next morning. I don't even get to play. I don't get to do anything. Huh. <laughs> and it just happened like that. But that, but from there, I went to... Because I had the option also because if I went to Cuba, I wouldn't get called up right at the September because, you know, we, we stayed over there for a week longer. But 
I'm glad I did that. Hmm. That was a great stat. <laughs> and I started slow over there the first four games, man. I could not get going. And all of a sudden, I started, I, I started right. clicking. I, and I started going. And, and Michael, I've done, a, I've done a lot of traveling. And I've, I've, uh, I've been around the international teams at times. You know, there's a, there was a, a tournament in Japan and Australia, uh, down the Caribbean. Um, the, I always thought that the rest of the world took international that, those international competitions more seriously than the, than the big leaguers, right? The, the American guys, you know. So was there a little? I mean, did you have a little fire to oh, beat the Cubans? Man, I hope. At first, you know what happened? Well, I'm gonna tell you what lit our fires. We got down there. You know, we thought we yeah. we thought we were just gonna run through the thing. To be honest, right. when we first got down, like he, he he hit it right on the head. We get down there. We playing. We playing. We win the first game. Second game, we lose. Hmm. It's, it's, I think it was double elimination, right? And, and we lose. So they pull us, you know, they pull us together and tell us, hey, man, like, y'all need to wake. I don't know if I can say, say something. <laughs> they told us to wake up, basically. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? And we was like, man, all right. So they, they was, it got serious for us. And right there, that's what turned the key for us. And I tell you, when we played Cuba, you know, we were looking forward to it because we made it all the way through and we made it to the game against Cuba. We we looking forward to this game. Yeah. Man. And uh, we had some former shoot, uh, big leaguers on that team. Uh, Billy Butler was on that team. Okay. Uh, do you remember Brandon Wood? Uh, I don't know if you remember him, shortstop with the Angels, a big time okay. prospect. Uh, we, had, we had a few big leaguers on that team. But, anyways, as, as we get to the Cuba game, we get to the game, start by seven o'clock. Sun hadn't went down yet all the way. We get there, it's probably about. 4,000 people there. It's not a lot of people there yet. By the bottom of the first, it was 35,000 people. Wow. Yeah, look stadium. at that. It filled up with seven to eight, well, no, more than seven to eight, but 30 buses. They just came in mm -hmm. and they started running around the stadium and filling it up. It was an unbelievable experience. So my grandfather is Cuban, right? Huh, came out okay. and, and came over, got educated in the United States and ended up staying here. Uh, I've never been to Cuba. Uh, my mom had her honeymoon there. What was Cuba like back now? This is 2006. No, when? What year was this? 2000. 2006. Six, right. right. 2006. What was? What was? Did you get a chance to see Cuba at all, or did I you pretty did. much go to the hotel to the to the stadium? No, we got well. So some of some of it we did. Some of it we uh we got to walk around a little bit, but we always had to have bodyguards everywhere we went, pretty much. Right. Uh, but I got to walk around actually after we won it. We went to what they were. They were selling a little stuff a little bit. We walked on the street a little bit after we won it. Yep. They were very accommodating to us, actually. Okay. You know, except when we beat them, the whole fans. Were, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that international team is is big in it, Cuba. It's big in Cuba. Yes, yeah. it is. They uh they were mad at us, but but they the people around us were very nice. Yeah. I enjoyed my experience. There. I'm glad I got to go. I wouldn't take it back for nothing. If you tell me I can go to the big leagues on September 1st and go play for that USA team, I'm mm. going to play for that USA team mm. 100 times. How about the nice. food? Did you try any Cuban food over there? I did. We had, well, we, you know, we ate they, the way they had it placed off for us. I think we had the great meals over there. Okay. Know, they, they, they spoiled us over there. So uh, it was good, man. We enjoyed it. They had blocked off a little space for us to party after we won, and we had a great, great time. I'll tell you a funny story. So when we first got there, you know, we, we have rooms that we're supposed to stay in. No lie. Like, we're staying in, like, rooms that are, like, <laughs> six by eight rooms. And right. I looked at my, my room, and I'm like, man, how about this, right. man? Yeah. You're sleeping us, below the sink. Oh, uh, man. Like, dirt all floors. Of, all, all of a sudden, all of us come downstairs. We're like, man, how your room is? They're like, man, I can't stand it. Everybody was like, we couldn't stand it. So 
all the coaches finally got us accommodated and they put us in this lavish hotel room. I mean, oh, it was, nice. oh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. was A1. We was good and I enjoyed that experience. I'm surprised that you know that. I am very surprised. <laughs> yeah. that John know. does his yeah. research. I do my research. That was, that was, that's, right. that's very impressive. Not too many people know that. I <laughs> promise you. I promise you a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, and then obviously your career, uh, great career. You led the uh, league in stolen bases for two years. Right? Uh, three. For three years, sorry, three years. And one of those years you led Major League Baseball in stolen bases. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's got to be, you know, a lot of pride, obviously, doing that, you know, because you weren't just a, I mean, you were an all-around player, obviously. Yes. But when you when you when you lead a, a, a whole league or even the whole entire league, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really impressive, right? That had to have been a point of pride for you. Thank you. Yes, it was impressive. I was thankful that I put in the hard work. Well, first off, I want to give credit to one person I really think that taught me how to steal bases on another level. I know how to steal them coming through the minor leagues, but. When I got here and I got in touch with David Lopes yep, and we yep. got one-on-one to work, that was like the jump start to my stolen base career to another level. Like he really taught me how to stay low, how to read pitches, what counts to go on. How, he, uh, shout out to David Lopes. I haven't talked to him in a while, but mm. man, this man is one of the best. When it's talk about the art of base stealing, I don't think anybody knows it better. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he told me when he played, he wasn't the fastest. But he knew how to get good reads, knew how to get good jumps, and knew when to go. And, man, he he was something else to me. So is it a lot of things then? You just mentioned, you know, you basically got to read the pitcher. You got to read the count. You got to, you know. I studied it all. I studied how, how, how good a catcher can throw, how quick he was, how good his arm was, you know. Stuff like that. If the pitcher had a good pickoff move, if he was if he was slow to home play, it was it, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But you have to do your homework, and he was the one that taught me all that. Were, are lefties harder in general, just because they're they're looking at you kind of, or they're facing of, but you? I, I learned a little trick uh, later on that I wish I'd have known earlier on. I tell you when we get off air, it's <laughs> okay. really important all right. that, that you could teach. Well, what do you think in today's game, Michael? It just seems like the you know the stolen base has been devalued. I mean, do you agree with that? Or I do not. Agree with I it. totally agree I, with you. I, I do you know. not agree with it, and I hope that all thirty teams go get somebody that's <laughs> faster, or just as fast as me, or that can steal bases. And I, I think it brings electricity to the stadium. You know, it's just not sure. about a stolen base, but you want the electricity in the stadium. I don't know if y'all watched the. Uh, they have a Lakers Showtime uh, thing. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah I've started been, watching. I've it. been watching it, and Magic was not just the. It's not the just the player. It's the energy he brought mm. and the way that he played that made the Lakers Showtime. Shout out to Jerry Buss, man. I have to give that man. He he was one magnificent owner. Yeah. Did you see the first series? I did. I saw hey. the first episode. That's all. That's the only. Have you seen all I've seen. I've so not far. seen it. Uh, Tom was talking about yeah. it. Before. Very, very impressive owner. I yeah. have a lot of respect for that for that man. That man. That man really really was a pioneer in sports you know and I have to say that but I think the electricity that it brings you know for me watching Jose Reyes Carl Crawford before me and Kenny Lofton those type Ricky Henderson Vince Coleman Mm -hmm. those kind of players they were electric man I mean were those your favorite players growing up like did you gravitate towards those type players that you you became that type of player but did you gravitate towards that or were you more that you, no, not I really. wasn't. But I'll, I'll, t- I'll go on air to say this. Now, Ricky Henderson was the all-time base leader for his steals, right? But to me, who had the best first step was Vince Coleman. Hmm. Vince Coleman. That's yeah. who I thought had the best first step. Right. Hmm. Ricky had more opportunity because he had a great eye. He could get on more. And he was fast. But if you ask me, Vince Coleman, speed for speed... I'll take Vince Coleman running-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I, I, I've never met him, but I, I watched a lot of film on him. And his first step, wow. Wow. Did you ever meet Ricky? I did. I had a conversation with Ricky. 
Is that right? Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't understand what he was telling me. <laughs> did, he, did he talk about himself in the first person? Yeah. Third person. Third person. <laughs> well, Ricky said. Yes. He did a little bit, but he's a cool dude. But we only talked for a little while. But man, he's he's a cool dude, man. He 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 talks fast though, you know. So we talked a little bit. But Ricky, Ricky, Ricky is Ricky. You yeah. Know, he's a Hall of Famer. All-around player had power, speed. In today's game, he'll be a two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollar player. Right. You know, yeah. So he's he's definitely. I, I got to talk to Kenny Lofton a lot. Another one that would be a hundred million, two hundred million dollar player. He, he yeah, just, we had Kenny Lofton as a Philly. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. here when they had. We That's had, right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was here. You know. So we talked there. We talked when I played in Cleveland a little bit, and you know, he's a great, great player too. But you ask me first step, I think it's Vince Coleman. It's only a kick, a jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we've come so far away because right now it looks like Kyle Schwarber is going to, you know, might be our leadoff guy. And uh, it's, you know, not the prototypical, uh, you know, uh, lightning fast guy at the top of the lineup. You I know? agree. I think it'll come back around, though. Mm-hmm. I think the game comes full circle. You yeah. go through phases of different games. Basketball is changing, too. Football is, too. But, I mean, I think it just goes, you know, full circle. And mm-hmm. I think it'll come back around to where I think – because that, that's – most of those are like athletes. Me, myself – D Gordon called like those we were just true athletes and we could do a lot on the base path. And I just think that 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 art is missing in the game. You know, I think especially when you're playing playoff baseball, that's when it really shows up and you want to yeah. I, I play to win the game. That's the only way I knew how to play it. Um, you know, I loved now. Don't take me away. I love the home run ball too, because you need it. I just think that you need all fastened up the game. Well, also you're putting pressure. If you have a if you have a strong running game or a threat of a strong running game, you're putting pressure on that pitcher. Yes. So not only is is he he's just his mind is now starting to think about you stealing the base, and that might, because he's more preoccupied with you at first base, then he might not be as vested into the hitter because his, you know he's got too many thoughts in his head. Such a great point. Right. I mean, that's amazing. That's exactly. It's, it's not even the stolen base act; it's the threat of it that's that's in the pitcher's head. And by him doing that, he can't concentrate. I don't know. Too, I don't know too many men that can concentrate on two things at one time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, true. He, he's best friends with the fanatic, and yeah. I, I don't think the fanatic can what concentrate on, on the two lights. On, the, what's the, the uh, wheel is spinning with the hamster's dead? Yeah, yeah, with the fanatic. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. It's very tough. I can't. I know I can't do it. I got one thing at one time. And I just feel like you know. I really hope that it comes back. Yeah. That's, that's just my, my prayer on it. Well, switching gears a little bit, uh, you know, you got this great new radio job. Um, have you ha- had a chance to look at what the Phillies have done and uh, the lineup? And uh, what do you think of the club this year? So I have a little bit. I've been mm-hmm. looking at I know they added Schwab and they added Castellanos. I, was, I got to see Castellanos play a lot in Detroit when I was coming up. With, when I was with Cleveland, he was just coming up. But he's involved into a... Yeah. Another kind of hitter. So is Schwarber. You know, he went on a tear last year. He yeah, home he runs. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that park can be made for that because of, you know, it's built the way it's built. You know, they got a short right field, short left field. Center is a little bit deep, but to the to the to the left and right, you know, you play it play it how it played. And with Bryce Harper in the lineup, I'll tell you a sleeper, I think, and I hope I hope I'm right on this pick, is Gene Segura. I played with him and I, I feel like he's a He's a bat-to-ball contact person I really that I really, really like, you know. And uh, hopefully he is at the top of the slide at some point because I remember seeing him, and, man, he was so electric when we played in Arizona. And, I mean, 
this kid, he was, he was, he was our starter. I was in second at that time, and I mean, he was electric. But I think they can do a lot of damage. You know, uh, I know they have some pretty good pitching. I like that starter. Bullpen is always what you lean on to me. When I was playing in Atlanta and how Kansas City did it when they won it, mm. that was a very good thing. Even the Dodgers, when they won it, they had good bullpens. When you had a good bullpen, you take some pressure off the starters sometime, and it makes the game shorter. And the bullpen's always yeah. kind of an unknown, too. You might 100%. know the closer if you have Rivera or if yeah. you have, like, a Hoffman. <laughs> you know you know that's what you know you're getting there. But for the most part, the bullpens can, can fluctuate from year to year, exactly. right? So yes, we sir. got Familia, we got Hand, you know, we yeah. got Knievel, and we're just hoping that we get the best versions of all yeah. three. And some of these young guys, John, I, you know, even today, a sheriff was pitching today. Guy, sometimes you see these young guys in spring training, and it looks like they're lights out, you know, and I really think we've struck out a few, you know, a couple of years in real with our relief pitching with some of our younger uh, guys coming up through the system but I really think uh, you know there's some guys who can really throw of course you know Coonrod and, Coonrod and Brogdon, and Brogdon and, yep. are going to be there but uh, some of these other guys I think are going to help us out I got a question for both of y'all do y'all like veteran relievers or <laughs> young relievers it's a good question because ve- you know the veteran relievers you know because they have obviously they uh the guile, I guess, is the right word. Mm-hmm. They, they have the experience to try to you know, get out of situations. Young guys, you don't know the track record, obviously, but if you get a young guy that, that like Sir Anthony Dominguez, who mm-hmm. I think is going to be a, a big part of this bullpen. I mean, okay. people are forgetting. You know, they're concentrating on Hand, Familia, and, and Canable, and they're, and they're thinking about some of the young guys. You mentioned Coonrod, Brogdon, Alvarado. Uh, but if Sir Anthony comes back, and he's, you know, been real good so far, you know, that could be almost the free agent pitcher. Tech, yeah. I mean, he's not technically a free agent, obviously. But, you know, people forgot about him because he was hurt, right? He's out for a couple of years. Uh, so someone like when he first came up, yeah. like that's the young pitcher. Like, like that, yeah. they don't, the, 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 the other teams don't have the book on, right. the, on those young True. pitchers, right? True. Where they have the book on the other guys, but the other guys have the book on them, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's the young guys that, you know, they're again, the wild card. So sometimes you get a guy that, that is lights out in the very beginning. Yes. Michael, I like veteran pitchers who are good. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like those veteran guys who stink. <laughs> very profound, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Very profound. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's why I have to ask because he hit it on the nose. That was a that was on the nose to me because okay, you got a veteran that's been in that situation, so you know in that big situation, his nerves are, his nerves are calm for the most part. He's been there, but then like you got that young kid, he might have the hundred hundred and one, but now it's the eighth inning with a one out and the man on second. Can yeah. he get out of that jam? Or, uh, yep. Right. You know, it's, it can be. It can be it can be tricky sometimes, but that was that was a good. I like that. What was uh, now your first manager was Charlie? Yes, right. Now, yes. What, now we love Charlie. Obviously, Charlie's down here. One of my favorite human beings on this earth right now, and I can say that just he's just every time I see him, I get Charlie s- first, wife second, Michael. That's <laughs> sorry, what we're talking Jill. About. Jill. <laughs> Jill. Sorry, all right. Jill. All right. <laughs> trouble when you get I'll home. put Jill and my mom and my daughter. Just above Charlie. <laughs> you, 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 I'm about to say, you better. You're going to be in trouble. You Maybe my siblings, too. I'll put my siblings there. But other than that, right. <laughs> but Charlie, love Charlie. What was what was your experience with Charlie like? So, uh, to be honest with you, my experience with Charlie started when I was in low A. So, before he got oh, right. hired as, yeah, right. as a manager, he was a special assistant, I think, or, or something something in that role with the Phillies. And he used to come down and travel. Me and him would talk. He would talk, me, talk to me about Manny Ramirez, hmm. Jim Tommy, how he had him. As Albert Bell. Man. Albert Bell. I mean, all that. And you know what he asked me one time? He said, you would love to play for me, wouldn't you? I said, I sure would. I sure would. And, and lo and behold, it happened. Yeah. You know? And I think that 
for me, he was one of the best managers I played for. Not just because I knew him before, but how he managed the game. Yeah. He knew how to, you know, he could take the pressure too. He didn't mind it. He didn't care about all of the fans, who and Rodden, whatever they had to do. And he was he was just, he knew what he was doing. He still talked to J-Roll and Howard and all yep. that today. You know why? Because they have respect for him. Yep. You know, and that's that's the thing about him. That, like you said, he's one of my favorite players. And I'm going to tell favorite managers, I'm going to tell you one thing that he knows better than anything to me is hitting. Oh, yeah. He knows hitting inside and out. Yes, he does. So any of you Philly players or any young, you young players see him around, please go talk to him. And he'll talk to you. He'll he talk to anybody. Talk to yeah. Me too. Hey, I just go talk to him. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That's the thing I think that's missed sometimes. People don't take advantage of people like that. Just go sit down and talk to him for 15 minutes. You might start, learn something that's very key in your approach or your mechanics in hitting. And he'll, he'll, he'll talk about it, like you said, all day long. And he's a total character that uh, you probably never heard this story, but this is a good one. Um, Charlie, probably back then when he was kind of uh, before he became the manager, he was kind of a super scout, right? He was uh-huh. kind of like yeah. a uh, and one time he had a long day scouting. I think he was down in Florida at a condo. So he's a long day scouting. He goes to dinner, comes back from dinner. It's kind of late night, long day, right? He's tired. And uh, he's by himself, and he goes into his condo. His condo, he opens the door, and it's pitch black. He's got the lights off, right? And next thing you know, he hears this, this loud, like, crazy gargling noise, like, loud. And he hears crashing, like, this lamp crashing, everything. He's, he's sitting there, he's, he's going to walk in on someone burglarizing his house, right, or his condo. He turns on the light. A pelican had he left his his sliding glass door open, and a pelican had come into the had come into the condo and was bang you know bouncing around the room trying to get out. And Charlie Charlie realized it was a pelican, and now he's got a bigger problem. Like now he's got to get the pelican out. So they had an umbrella stand right next to the door, and he grabbed an umbrella. If there was a video, like if there was a video of that, my God, that would be probably the the greatest video in the history of videos. And he was basically fighting the pelican, trying to you know poke the pelican. You know, that would out. definitely be a meme to that. <laughs> definitely. Out of the definitely. condo, and he did get it out. He so. did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Charlie Manuel, one of the best oh. dudes that I played for, and, man, I hope I run into him while I'm down here. You should. I yes. mean, he's around. Yeah, he's around. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, you're fired up about this uh, radio gig, right, Michael? Uh, what are you going to do, about 20 to 25 games, something yes, like 20 that? 20 to 25 games. I am fired up about it. I want to, you know, I'll be on the road with the Phillies doing radio. First time doing radio, but I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. Learn the team. I'm just excited to see the games again. You know, see, yeah. see that, see that, be in the atmosphere of them playing. You I know, know and, and I feel bad because we're we're hardly going to see Michael uh, John because it's like I know with Francis, like he was always on the road. We never saw him, and yeah, you know, when tough. you guys are working the road, I don't know how much we'll see it. But uh, do you know what cities you're going to? I know I'm going to Washington. I think I want to say no. That's the only one I know is Washington. Okay, so I, look, right. I, I remember looking at that one. <laughs> I remember looking. At, I was, was supposed to do the first opening series in Houston, but they got pushed back. So right. I'll be doing it at the end, but okay. that's the only two I. And I, and I think nice. it's be cool too because it's you know four guys, and you guys all bring, are bringing something different to the table. You got a pitcher, right, in Durbin. You got a guy who's more the veteran uh, infielder in Stocker. You got a guy a catcher, the catching perspective from yeah. Kratz, Kratz. Yeah. and you come up with the outfield and the, and the speed uh, you know component of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting. Uh, yeah, it will be. It will be. We all, like you said, we all bring different perspectives of the game, you know, and um, 
see how see how it breaks down. You know, a lot of people think I like outfield and just base running, but I like hitting. Hitting, right? I like, oh, I didn't write. Oh, I like. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not. No, Wasn't no, pigeonholing you. No, no, no. You're not pigeonholing <laughs> me at all. But I love it. I love breaking down the whole game and, as a whole. You know, I would always walk around to different teammates and ask them different mechanics of what they do as far as infield work, footwork, you know, right. pitching. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking up there? What are you trying to get yourself out of? What? How do you feel? Um, just different stuff you have to ask to learn your teammates, personalities. You know, yeah. who who likes to be in the in the clutch situation, who doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised though. Mm-hmm. You'll be very surprised on mm-hmm. who likes it and who doesn't. You know, who likes to who likes to get up and er- sometimes you have early workers, sometimes you have late workers. Who likes to lift weights early? Who likes to lift weights? It's, it's a whole yep. bunch of components that I used to like to ask to just learn the game, and sure. learn the person. Now, are you? Do you have a social media presence? I don't. I have zero social media. But you probably will now, right? I or, know. People are telling me I need. They've been trying to get me. To get on social media <laughs> you're getting breakdowns. Oh, you're gonna give God. in. They trying to get me to get on Instagram for the last right. seven years. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to do it. Like, come on, Mike, you got to get on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but no. <laughs> and, and, and we were <laughs> talking fine. earlier. You got uh, three kids, right? You got two girls and a boy. Yes. Shout right. out to my wife Nikita. Shout out to my son Bryson. Shout out to my daughters Blair and Bailey. Okay. And the ages are they range from twelve to three. Okay. Oh boy. The three is the worst. She's, okay. I don't know who made her. <laughs> God, believe this girl is. I bet you right now she's causing havoc at the house if she's at home. I promise you. She's she is a. As soon as she's able to get in sports, I'm putting her in it. Yeah, like, yeah. The day, like, hey, no, make her run all her energy. Well, you know what? Get her into swimming. My daughter uh, swims, and they're so tired after their practice because all they do is lap, 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 lap. So if you teach Knock her how to out. swim, she'll be knocked out, and you're good to go. I'm gonna. That's what I'm going for. That. I'm going for the swimming, man. honey. Yeah, we, we just found a sport for her. Yep, we're gonna sign up for swimming as soon as we get home. Get her into. I'm it, telling man. you, my my daughter does a hundred laps, if not more, in a practice, and she's dead tired when oh, she gets out of there. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and then they also they 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 get little you know strong little bodies you yeah, know what I mean from shoulders. all the swimming. So this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/specialoffer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I don't know if we told you, Michael, but we have a quiz. That Let's I, go. I've been give. working on it all Let's day. Go. I've been working on it. It's, it's about your life. You have eight questions, right? And again, you should get it. Inside tracks, it's about you. I haven't taken a, a quiz, a test since 2003. <laughs> 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 well, I think you're going to do great. And Tom, if he gets what, six out of eight? Right, six yes. out of eight. What is he? Well, he hasn't seen the fanatic in a long time. Can he get an autographed picture from the fanatic? Can, uh, he, can he get a can he get a fanatic doll or something fanatic related? He's always messed with me with when I was a visitor to Always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His best, friend, his best friend, his best mean. friend, his best friend, yeah, you're right, his best friend, the I'm green wrong. guy. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I think I think the fanatic for you, Michael, would always uh, your name would get called and he'd always uh, pretend like he's gonna steal base and when he goes to steal, he'd fall flat on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, but that's 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 one of the best mascots. In sports, exactly. Not, not in nice. baseball. In sports, nice. All right, well, you're going to win something fanatic related if you get six out of eight. All right, six Woo! out of eight. You need right. six out of eight, Michael. All right, Come here on, we go. Let's go. All right, you went to Chester W. Nimitz Senior High School, right? Yes, sir. Which of these celebrities did not go to Nimitz High School? I'm going to I'm going to name four celebrities. Got you. Right. Which one three, did not go? Three went there. One did not. Tell me who did not. Got okay? you. 
A, Brittany Griner, the uh, WNBA star and Olympic champion, who's unfortunately uh, over in Russia right now, can't get out. So she gets out. Shout yeah, out, Brittany. Hope yeah, we're so praying for you, Brittany. We are. So uh, B, rapper Mike Jones, uh, who had the hit uh, Still Tippin'. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And former Eagles wide receiver Josh Huff. So was it uh, Brittany Griner, Mike Jones, uh, Carlton Banks, uh, or Josh Huff. That's pretty easy. I can tell you, that's Carlton Banks. He only fit that profile to be over there with. <laughs> <laughs> there you See, you are one, one for one. I'm one for one. Shout one out to one. Brittany. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Mike Jones. Do you know all them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See I don't that. know Mike Jones personally, but he's from Houston, so I know who he okay. is. Okay. Shout all out right. to Mike See, Jones. right there. All right, now, you also, as we mentioned, went to University of Houston. Yes, sir. So the same thing. Which of these celebs did not go to University of Houston? I'm going to give you four people. Three went there. One did not. Let's go. PGA golfer Freddie Couples is A. Actor Samuel L. Jackson, B. C is 12-time All-Star Elvin Hayes. And D is Grammy Award-winning singer Lizzo. So it's Freddie Couples, Samuel L. Jackson, Elvin Hayes, or Lizzo. Who so I'm going to limit it. I know Lizzo is from Houston. She moved to Minnesota. I know Elvin Hayes went there. I'm going to go... I think couples went. So I'm going to go Samuel Jackson. He's two yeah, for two. Nice. Good deduction there. That was two good deduction. for two. You know, you know in tests, you got to use process of elimination. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. one of those kind of kids. Like, yeah. I don't really know this answer, but I know that ain't it. I ain't know that ain't it. I'm going to choose exactly out of these two. Right. And on the SATs, when did that just go C? Yes, sir. Don't listen to the finale. Don't listen to me, Bryce. If you got the SAT coming up, don't listen to me. You better study, son. Yeah, kids out there. Do not take the advice of the fanatic. Right? Do your, oh, Michael. Do, you, do your homework. Oh, Michael. Yeah, right. Do your homework. Don't pick C. All right. <laughs> Question three. You were, you were drafted in the fourth round in the 2003 draft following your junior year. And your first team, uh, professional team, was the Batavia Muck Dogs. Yes. Remember that? Class yeah. A, short oh, season, Lord. New York Penn League. Which of these people was not a teammate on that team? So I'm going to name three teammates. One was not a teammate. Okay. Tell me who is not the teammate. Okay. It's a fake name, obviously. Or, or, all right. Jake Blaylock, Joe Diffenderfer, Javon Moran, or Jameson Hall? Shout out Javon Moran. Shout out Jake Blaylock. I know them. I'm going to go with the last one. Jameson Hall is our traveling secretary, <laughs> who you'll soon get to know. You'll get to know him well. <laughs> and he's just three three doors down. Yeah. So, I think I met him. I, I just don't remember his name, so yeah. I was right. So you got that You're one right. right. Yes, You're three for three. You are three for three. You got to go process of elimination. Right. Man. You got it. All right. Number four. We mentioned you played on Team USA in the 2006 uh, Olympic qualifying tournament in Havana, Cuba. And you hit, we mentioned you hit two home runs to uh, the gold medal game. Which of these players was not a teammate? Okay, so three were teammates on this team, right? One was not, okay? Randy Wolf, Kurt Suzuki, Mark Reynolds, Zach Segovia. Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I know Randy Wolf could have been my team. <laughs> Wolfie. He was, I think he was in double was A at that. I was going to say a little old. He's a little old. <laughs> All right. Four for four, man. You're doing great. You're doing great. All right. Number five, you led the National League in stolen bases from 2009 to 2011. We mentioned you led all of Major League Baseball in 2011. Who led the National League in stolen bases in 2008? So, in other words, the year year before you took over. Okay. Okay. In the National League. Was it Scott Pesednik, Willie Tavares, Jose Reyes, or Juan Pierre? Oh, we... 
Scott Pesednik, Willie Tavares. So it wasn't Scott Pesednik because he played with the White Sox at that time. Okay, you're you're eliminating that. And you got Willie Tavares, Jose Reyes, or Juan Pierre. Who led the National League in 2008? I'm going to go Jose Reyes. Uh, I got to give Dang. you this one stroke. Willie Tavares. Oh, Colorado. Man, Colorado. Colorado. Oh. All right, you're still alive. Yeah, you're still alive. All right, ready? Question six. July 15, 2007, uh, if Wikipedia is correct, the Phillies lost to the Cardinals 10 to 2. Unfortunately, that was, a, that was the game that was a 10,000th loss oh, in right, franchise right, history. Right, right. Yeah, we want to skip right. over that part. Yeah, yeah. But the good news is you hit your first home run. Do you remember who you hit it off of? I always, I always want, want to know. Like, I do, I do. Do you even, say, do you even need the? Uh, I do need the names. Though, okay, okay. I know what <laughs> say it. All right, so it was either I was I, Tom. I always wonder that. I asked. I was doing this. quiz. I would remember John. I know, but I was doing this quiz in the broadcast room, and Ben Davis. I said, Ben, does everyone know? Is this too easy for Michael? He said, I don't know who who, who I hit mine off. <laughs> no, how about that? Right. So huh. I was trying to Google, and I couldn't find. It. All right. So for you. Adam Wainwright, no, Troy sir. Percival, nope. Andy Cavazos. Walter, right, right there. there it is. Yes, sir. All right. I knew it was Andy. I couldn't remember his last uh, name. What Cavazos. team is that? St. Louis? St. St. Louis Cardinals. And we played together on the fall league the year huh. before, I think. So, and and I, when I hit it, I thought I hit it off the end of the bat. I didn't think I hit it, off, hit it good, but it went out. It went out. Yep. All right. Ready? Uh, question number seven. Uh, how many teams did you play for? Now, it, like if you played for – a team twice, which I know you did. Yeah. Right. That does that only counts once. You know what I mean? Okay. So, how many teams did you play for? And I'm wondering whether. Yeah. Hopefully, I got this right. All right. So I got it. A is five. B is six. C is seven. And D is eight. Was it five, six, seven, or eight? I'm just gonna name it in my head. Then. <laughs> there you go. Do I have a time limit? No, no. It's a work. podcast. We got you know. Phillies, right. Houston. Okay. Atlanta. Okay. Cleveland. Then I went back to Atlanta. Arizona. Baltimore. Bang. Six. Yes. And you Six are correct. correct. He qualifies for the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> Philly Fanatic. Autograph. Something. <laughs> yes, sir. And now right. to go, go seven for eight and to end on a high note. So the last question is, which manager was the Philly Fanatic's most identifiable nemesis over the years? So the manager that he had a beef with, that he had, there was there was pure rivalry between the Philly Fanatic and this manager. Little was it? Oh, go ahead. Was it was it Bobby Cox, Bobby Valentine, Jim Leland, or Tommy Lasorda? Me personally, if I had to take a guess, I would have to say Bobby Valentine. That's your guess? Yes. You know what? If you grew up in Philadelphia, you knew because obviously it was a little before his and time. Before your time, well, Thomas Sorda, Thomas Sorda, they had listen. A, the Phoenix, no friend of Bobby Valentine's either. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you like no, no. the fanatic like Bobby Cox? Uh, he wasn't much of a thing. Bobby Valentine, yeah, rubbed the fanatic the wrong way that's too. Why Believe I, me. That's what yeah, I yeah, thought. Like yeah. I just. I see some things he did on TV. You know, I was just, I just like, man, it must be Bobby. And, and Fnatic's kind of looking forward to seeing Buck Showalter this, <laughs> this year, too. He's back in the dugout for the Mets. Like, oh, that could get ugly. Oh, <laughs> but the Fnatic with literally Tommy Lasorda, you know, did the, the um, Nutrisystem commercials, right? And uh-huh. and the Fnatic would, uh, one of the Dodgers, we told the story on their podcast before, Steve Sachs, I think, right, was uh, would, would somehow sneak the uh, Tommy Lasorda jersey out of the clubhouse, give it to the fanatic, say, don't tell him who I, you know, don't tell tell nobody who you got this from. Really? Would do it all, yeah. And, and then the, he would put like a, the jersey on a dummy and then drag the dummy from the back of his four-wheeler or he would, you know, do all kinds oh. of, throw it around a little bit. That's comedy, Michael. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but he would also. I'm telling you, man, the fanatic is the, 
The bath. Oh, man, yeah. man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Better like, than Orbit. I know you're a Houston guy, but I Houston. Know. I, I got to give I got, I, one thing about me. I call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. I got to give it to the fanatic. Philly fanatic. <laughs> I got to give go. it to the fanatic. I'm sorry. Michael, I hope we see you this year. You know, uh, so I, if, I know so you're going to be on the road a lot, but you got to spend some time at uh, Citizen Bank Park. I got to so, uh, We hope you we know see what? you. I got to come. Yeah. I got to come. Yeah. My son would love to come. He nice. never been into. He never been in that clubhouse where I first started. I would love to show him that. Awesome. So he's 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 at that age where he wants to come down here with me. I'm like, Bryce, you got to go to school. You can't, you can't miss a week of school, right. son. Well, you have to come too, but you know why? Because we got to set up a meeting with you and Alan Iverson. Oh, hey, yeah, man, that's right. true. I'm definitely coming. <laughs> hey, you just call me. I'm there. I'm coming for that, man. I'm coming to see AI. That's 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 automatic for me. Awesome. Well, good luck with the new gig, Michael. Thanks again for uh, taking the no, time. Thank you for having me. And uh, John, I guess we're gonna sign off. Sign off, and I'll, we'll, our next show will be back in Philadelphia. Yeah, can't wait. And uh, opening day, April eighth, John. It's gonna be awesome. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time on Philly's Backstage.